Let's talk shoes for a moment. If you didn't know, my closet is all about my shoe obsession. And I love a comfy shoe as much as I love to struggle to walk in a foreign stiletto. I wanted to get you hip to Tom's shoes, some of the most comfortable shoes I've ever purchased. Disclaimer, I'm an affiliate and super excited to introduce them to you. From slip-ons to sneakers, flats, heels, and wedges, they have you covered. And they're in business to improve lives. For every $3 that they make, they give away $1. Check out their fun new styles at the link in the show notes and get a spring in your step. Try some on. I bet you live in them. And let me know what color you select. You're listening to Sweet Bites with Sandra with your host, Dr. Sandra Coltimadisi. Follow on Instagram and Facebook at Dr. Sandra Coltimadisi the podcast and lifestyle Instagram at Sweet Bites with Sandra. And for upcoming course announcements, follow College of Style on Instagram as well. Want to enjoy more sweet rewards? Join Sandra's Facebook groups, Sweet Bites with Sandra, Content Creator Convention, WA Guest Blogging, and Twitter Spaces Female Entrepreneurs. Hi, I'm Sandra, and I'd like to invite you to subscribe and listen to my new podcast, Sweet Pipes with Sandra. Satisfy your entrepreneurial sweet tooth in each episode full of digital business tips, inspiring interviews, asides from my entertainment career, and rewards to celebrate your sweet success. Find Sweet Bites with Sandra on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Thank you so much for joining me on episode 28 of Sweet Pets with Sandra, the podcast. I'm so excited today because I have a special guest with me on the podcast. Her name is Nadia Okamoto, and she is going to talk about her work and advocacy with the period poverty that a lot of us are experiencing when you go to the store and you see that period tax and all of the um, necessary elements that women go through and young girls as well. Um, So definitely stick around for the interview a little bit later. And now let's get right to it. I actually just put something on Twitter just the other day and I wanted to talk about it. So it was pet peeve number one and it was on my College of Style Twitter account and I put it on there because I have been looking at a lot of different websites lately and one of the things that is my very very top pet peeve of branding is when I see a website and it's immaculate it's great it looks great there's so many things that are like bells and whistles boom 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 all top of the charts and then I get to the staff page and I'm like what happened (laughs) there's so many things I'm like wait a second there's no staff pictures or there's like a coming soon or there's like a half put together bio or there's a lot of pictures up there but there there's no continuity and that's one of my biggest pet peeves is if you're going to have a brand message if you're going to go through all of that trouble to get some brand colors and you know figure out your vision your mission your values all those things and then you go to your staff page and you're like oh send me a quick pic of your selfie from wherever (laughs) i'm just like if that's your brand great if it's not and it's just a hodgepodge then i would just say you know let's start from scratch because that's one of my biggest pet peeves is don't don't just wait until the last minute on your staff page have make it like a fun thing where everybody you know once we can get together like figure out a way to do something really cool so that it has some sort of consistency and continuity and it actually 
you know, is part of your brand messaging. The other thing is now while we're safe distancing and maybe we're all working remote, maybe there's just a way for you to have all of the same background or maybe have a, a staff uniform or maybe just say, you know, this is the theme. Let's all stick to it so that there's something that you can put on your website that is consistent for your, your actual brand until you guys can get together when we're all in the room in the same place at the same time. So let's take a call from one of our listeners. So I got a question from a listener and the question had to do with trolling on the internet and how do I deal with trolls on the internet? Now, I actually had an experience very recently with someone who actually came into a focus group that I was holding for College of Style and they were um, not so, let's say, um, subtle (laughs) about what kind of membership um, they had subscribed to. And the question that I asked was, you know, what kind of memberships do you have? Because I want to learn about what people love to have as perks in their membership. Um, The membership that they actually subscribed to was an adult site. And when they turned on their camera, I was a little bit surprised at what I saw. And so let me just say this. If people have time to do that kind of trolling, uh, you know, I, I don't know if there's any way to help that. What I can say is be quick on moderation as far as your tools that you're using in whatever, you know, if it's a webinar, if it's a Zoom call. Just really have the tools necessary, whether it's another person in the room to be able to quickly turn off a camera or have the settings already set. Um, The other thing is try, and I know this is really hard to do, but try not to take everything personally because there's so much on the internet that is so negative and can turn you off from having this great business flourish. So I would just say, try to keep pushing forward and use the reporting tools that a lot of social media have on their support networks um, to make sure that, you know, the people who are the, you know, doing bad Apple type stuff really have a harder time of getting that through. And if it gets to an extent where it's really, you know, not manageable with the social media platforms, then, you know, there's law enforcement that can get involved as well. If you have a question that you would like answered on Sweet Bites with Sandra, the podcast, feel free to call 401-216-5059, leave a voicemail, and you too could be featured on the podcast. Welcome to the program. I I love meeting new people and I want to introduce you to Nadia Okamoto. She is a student, an entrepreneur, a seasoned speaker globally, and she is the author of Period Power, a manifesto for the menstrual movement and founder because that's, that's not all, <laughs> founder of period.org and it's August. So welcome to the program. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. Yes. Well, so I want to talk about just getting it done at 16 because you started this thing off like when people are kind of just, you know, just going to school. So what was your, your inspiration, your, your mission, like what started it off? I would say that for me, I mean, I never thought I would be like a period passionate person, but I mean, I think for me, it was just the first thing that I became excited extremely obsessed with and passionate about, right? I Mm -hmm. learned about period poverty from talking to homeless women that I was meeting to and from school. 
um, and kind of stumbled across the topic as we were talking about like overall life challenges. Um, had never really thought about it before. And it gave me this sort of privilege check that I think I needed that was like, oh, wow, I've never had to use trash to take care of my periods. Why do these people have to use trash to take care of their periods? And then kind of spiraled into Googling and learning more and more about inequities around period care, whether it be the tampon tax existing or whether it be, um, you know, it being a leading cause of absenteeism for girls in school globally. And I think that for me, the impetus was really just like, honestly, like frustration, like how the mm, is this still an issue? And like, we ha how do we do something about this, right? And I think that that really was was what pushed me to to want to do something. So you're balancing things. So we talk about business people, entrepreneurs. You know what what a work life balance looks like. And obviously, as a student and a business person, and a, you know, I would say a public figure. How do you do all that? Well, I mean, it's sacrifices, right? Like I think I don't have I don't have a family like I don't have kids to take care of you know and like um I don't really have a social life <laughs> like I I'll start by saying like I am not the I am not a good example of harmony or balance or whatever um and a lot of that is because I think that a lot of my mental health pushes me to like want to do as much as possible right so like for me I've never had one company like I've done like you know like, like, you know, balancing speaking tour and writing and then my nonprofit and then a consulting company. And now I'm doing like writing and speaking and then consulting and then this, you know, so <laughs> I would say that for me, um, you know, I just, everyone makes decisions about how they spend their time, mm -hmm. you know, and in quarantine, like, I don't really go out. I am a lot more introverted than people think I am. And so um, for me, like work-life balance, if we call it that is like, I want to sleep an adequate amount and I want to spend time with the people that I love and I want to uh I want to work out once a day and I want to make time for like therapy and things like that um and uh for me work is so much fun and work is so social that like that just it doesn't feel like work a lot of the time right well I know that with it's August it's it's a community of sorts, right? So you are building okay. community. So you you are surrounded by, you know, whether it's it via Zoom <laughs> right now, um, but surrounded by people, new and different people who are, um, you know, spreading the message that obviously we all need to hear right now. And and really how, I know that in, in your book, you talk about like, how have we not fixed this, you know? So what are some things that are tangible that we can do to solve this problem? I mean, I would say first and foremost, it's like talk about it, right? I think the reason, not the the only reason, but like a core part of why period poverty exists and why it still is maintained is the stigma around periods, right? The stigma that says like period products aren't necessities, you know, menstruation is not something that should be talked about. It's completely taboo. By the way, the word taboo comes from the Polynesian root tabua, which means menstruation. So, you know, all of these things <laughs> that I think the first thing that we can do is like change culture around it. And that starts with conversations talking about periods. Then it's like talking about period poverty and mobilizing around it, whether that be, okay, I'm going to go now do legislative advocacy to take down the tampon tax, get to get free period products in school shelters and prisons to, you know, buy from brands that support a lot of that impact to, you know, collect period products and donate them to a local shelter. I think there are so many ways that you can mobilize around it. And I think that 
it really starts with with that awareness component and like breaking down that stigma both with internally um, in ourselves and in the communities that we live in. Right. Well, obviously, I would just want to thank you for doing what you do because, you know, I haven't necessarily put myself out there to do that advocacy, but I definitely think a lot of people need to insert themselves into that space because I, I deal with it every month. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it, it, it is part of my life too. And so many others. So when you think about the next, um, I know that we were talking before we came on about what's happening with it's August coming in, I think March, you said? Yeah. Yeah. So we're, I mean, you know, working on closing seed round right now, um, really focused on community and we're not set on dates or anything, but we are excited to launch product this spring. Um, and so definitely stay tuned for that. Uh, we're super excited for it. And I don't know, I think that also just excited to push the whole space to, you know, be better, whether it be around sustainability, around being period positive and inclusive. So I'm really excited. Well, that has to be exciting. I know that just moving yourself into another lane, obviously, I don't know when you're going to sleep because I know you said you want to sleep, but um, I don't know when that's going to happen because you are so busy. So what is something I, I, I saw that you were in a campaign for, I think it was L'Oreal and then also with like Pharrell and, um, you know, for sports brands. So what, you know, how does that other side, I mean, you're, it's kind of like a glamorous, you know, I think there I was a, side. right. Is that fun for you? Or is that just, you know, are you using that to bring awareness or would it, where do you see that fitting into what you do overall? I mean, I think it's a little bit of both, right? So the Adidas Pharrell campaign, like I got to hold a tampon that said tax-free, right? And that mm -hmm. became one of the global pictures distributed. And for me, that's a huge deal because so much of my mission to change culture is like the places with platforms and decision-making power and sway and resources need to talk about period poverty, right? Mm -hmm. And that I had not seen that from like a that size of a brand um, that wasn't in the period space. And so... For me, it's that, but also, yeah, like, yeah, it's really fun, right? Like, I love that part of my job is playing dress up and, and you know, I think that I grew up being a dancer. And so for me, that sort of performance aspect, it like mm -hmm. feels very natural to me. Um, and I talk about this quite a bit, but like, for me, um, I people think I'm a lot extroverted than I am, right? Mm -hmm. Because I get on these stages. I love talking to a lot of people. Um, I have no stage fright when it comes to speaking, when it comes to, um, you know, doing modeling, like no stage fright. But for me, it really is like kind of how I, how I thought about dance. Like I didn't have stage fright about that, but I do have stage fright about having conversations with like peers. Like my biggest nightmare is like mingling. Like the idea <laughs> that like for me, like if my friends know that if they're like, oh, you should come to this party with me. Like we're, we don't really know anyone there, but like, we're just going to talk. It's like a chill hangout. To me, that is like a nightmare. Like I can never, I can never like, so for me, I, I actually have a lot more social anxiety and, and mm -hmm. for me, you know, different things come naturally, different people for me, like that performance angle, um, I think was is very much embedded into me from being a dancer growing up and all of that. So that is honestly where I feel most at home. So it's actually been really hard to be in quarantine because I don't get to do that as much. And I think if anything, I was so, I craved it so much that I, burnt, I almost burnt myself out by being on a plane once or twice a day 
speaking, right? Like red eyes three to four times in a row sometimes just because I want, I loved that because when I'm on stage, it's one of the most peaceful, relaxing things for me because I don't really write my speeches down ever. I just kind of talk from the heart. And I think for me, like when I'm on stage, like I have to force myself to be wholly present. Mm -hmm. And I, because of my PTSD or my like, my borderline personality disorder, a lot of it is that I struggled with that feeling of being present unless I'm like in that scenario, right? So for me, a lot of, a lot of, uh, you know, quarantine has been really grappling with not having that outlet anymore. When you want people to find what you're doing, where should we send them to? I'm on social media at my name, at Nadia Okamoto, and my work is at It's August on Instagram and It's August Co. everywhere else. Um, so definitely check that out. Um, my book is period power. Uh, you can always DM me. I try to be highly accessible, especially for people who just want to get involved or anything like that. Um, yeah. So reach out whenever. Definitely. And one last question is what are you using? Cause I always ask everybody, what are you using on a daily basis that you cannot live without? It could be software. It could be an app. It could be some sort of secret sauce that you use when you're cooking. What do you use every day? Um, a mix of Monday and Notion. Monday is a task manager. Notion is sort of a note-taking system. Uh, you know, I've tried every different fucking tech platform out there, like Asana, all that stuff. To me, Monday and Notion and the mixture of that. Um, my co-founder, Nick, he really built a system that like I really love. And then also I go everywhere with my water bottle. And <laughs> for me, like water, I, I, I feel like I'm chronically dehydrated. Mm. So having water is like really important. And you're graduating soon? Yes, I just actually, I just started my last semester at Harvard. Uh, Well, at least we're all somewhat in school. So I wish you all the best in your graduation. And I'm sure there's another book somewhere in there. Um, And of course, stay safe and healthy. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Have you been to my shop lately? I have been in the lab and creating new items just for you. Take a look at the decor, the brand new eye collection, and spanking new done for you templates for social media. Yes, I told you, I am giving you my A game in 2021. Check it out and buy yourself a little something to reward yourself for making a commitment to yourself to rock 2021 like no other. Just visit www.sandracoltmedici.com forward slash shop today. So the story that I wanted to tell, I actually played a toy soldier in a parking lot. (laughs) I know that sounds really funny, but I was actually at a really famous producer, television producer's house, and they always did these annual Christmas parties. And so one of the Christmas parties, they wanted um, toy soldiers to be walking around their circular fountain in the driveway as people, as their guests were getting dropped off. And so when I got to the venue, which was a very, very, um, wealthy estate. I was so excited because all I literally had to do was march in a circle around a circular fountain, but it was the most magical, magical thing I've ever had to do because people were so excited to see us as they drove up. It was just the ambiance was immediate as they, you know, got out of their cars to walk into this annual Christmas party. And I thought, my goodness, to have live toy soldiers would have been like, I don't even know if I would have thought of that, but it just was one of those things where 
if you're ever planning an event and you have that kind of, you know, um, forethought as far as, you know, getting just really into that Christmas spirit, I mean, come on, that's like the coolest, <laughs> especially since we were all dancers. So we were marching in time and it was very cool. But, um, I love telling stories of all of my random journey through the, the entertainment industry. And that was just one that was so just a one-off of like, what we're going to do what? Okay. For 20 minutes and you're going to pay me <laughs> to walk around a fountain. Okay. Um, so just random, but it's so fun to just look back at some of those things and be like, you know, I'm going to tell my kids one day. So every episode of Sweet Bites of Sandra, I always have a sweet reward. So make sure that you go to my website and go to the podcast page. It's at sandracoltonmedici.com forward slash podcast. Scroll all the way down to the bottom and you will see the rewards that are being offered for this month, which is March 2021. And make sure to enter to win any of the contests that are on there. Make sure you check the dates um, and all of the end dates as well. And submit your music to be part of the Sweet by Sandra podcast playlist for each episode. And I look forward to hearing all of your music and have a really great rest of your week. I love, love, love doing this. And I really appreciate your feedback and all of the ratings and comments and shares. So thank you so much for sticking with me. It's episode 28 now, which is so crazy. Um, and I'll see you on the next one. Are you looking for a webinar platform that really has your back? For me, I do a lot of webinars and I do a lot of lecturing and speaking and, and I really feel like I need something that's simple. I don't need something that's complicated. I want something that's able to take my message, distribute it, have a live option, but also be able to automate. For me, Webinar Ninja does the trick and I definitely highly recommend it for you too. So if you're looking for a webinar platform, check out Webinar Ninja on my software solutions page. Just go to www.sandracoltonmedici.com forward slash software dash solutions. If you would like to sponsor an episode of Sweet Bites with Sandra, make sure to send an email to info at sandracoltamedici.com. Include in the subject line, be a sponsor.